Hey everybody, Bob Ballard here with Trucking After Hours from the Trucking Podcast. What have we got going on uh, this episode? I can't say this week because it's been a while since I put a show out. I do have a couple of cool things coming up in the can that I think you will enjoy. Don's going to be joining me hopefully uh, in the next episode or a couple after that. That'll be fun. But I'm going to be flying solo for just a little bit and then we will jump into a great conversation First, I want to throw out the plug for who keeps me going as far as paying the bills around here and getting that stuff done, among a few others, and that would be DAT. You've heard me talk about Trucker's Edge for several years. Well, the mother of DAT's offering to the independent owner-operator, and we still have Trucker's Edge. You'll find it right there on the uh, sidebar of Trucking Podcast. But we also now get to add DAT power to the list. That power is the most powerful load board they have. And it is also, yes, it is a little bit more money, but you get what you pay for. And it is awesome. And you can also try it out for a month absolutely free. Go to truckingpodcast.com slash power and you will find exactly what I'm talking about. They would love to hear from you. You can sign up for 30 days absolutely free. Cancel it after 29 and it costs you nothing. But we do believe you will want to keep it. With that, oh, I'm glad I turned my ringer on to um, silent. There we go. Got rid of that. The darndest thing, I applied for life insurance online just to see what rates would compare to what I'm getting. And uh, I have yet to receive a rate, but holy cow, does my phone ring a lot. And I never wanted to hear from them. You cannot buy life insurance online. It is frustrating as hell. Anyway, back to the topic This company reached out to me, and it's a company called Upstaging. And they were just curious if I had any interest in interviewing uh, a driver or someone from that company about that job. And we talked a little bit. And yes, this is intriguing. And you know how I promote value-added jobs. That's what I love. Places where you're more than meat in the seat, where the guy who takes a shower, presents himself well, handles himself, has some responsibilities, has an edge over the guy who hasn't showered in a week and just gets the bills signed and sends them in. Uh, I like value-added jobs where your job security is a little more important. Now, what upstaging does is they handle lights and some other equipment, and they follow the concert tours. So they follow the big celebrity names doing their however many city and how many state tours, whether that tour be 90 days or nine months. They follow that tour, and there are some neat idiosyncrasies to that job. Uh, One of which is you're probably never going to see a 150,000 mile a year again, and you're not going to care. But it's an interesting job. It's an interesting lifestyle. So I said, yeah, I'm interested. Who do you have for me to talk to? So who you're going to get to hear from as we have our conversation is a young lady named Deanna, who, yes, she is a recruiter, but she is also a former driver of theirs. So she's been following the show circuits for over 13 years as a truck driver. And I'm going to let her kind of walk you through some of the things that I thought were really unique about this job, but it's a great interview. And I will get back to you on the other side and we will uh, wrap things up. So with that, let's just roll right into my conversation with Deanna. Okay, as promised, I am talking with Deanna. That's correct. From a really cool trucking company called Upstaging. As I've told you guys before and I've written about in some blog articles that have done very well I am really into jobs that bring value so you're not just meat in the seat 
And that is why we are talking to Deanna and uh, the people at Upstaging, because they have something different, uh, much like the things I have done in my life, hauling oversize, hauling livestock. They're doing something different where the driver brings a tremendous value. And uh, with that, I'm going to introduce you to Deanna and let her give you just a uh, short bio of her trucking years and then what she is doing now, because that, that just fascinates me how you made this jump. It's a pretty big jump, but uh, thank you and good morning. I am now doing the driver recruiting for upstaging. Uh, came from a, being a driver. Uh, been out there many, 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 many years. You have and, what, like 13 uh, years of driving with them before you made the switch? Uh, at least. Wow. At least. Um, <clears throat> so I've been doing recruiting stuff, I think, for about a year and a half now. Um, we, of course, as everyone knows, are the entertainment industry's premier trucking company. We like to say we're the best of the best. And uh, we don't want just a standard body in the seat. We look for drivers, you know, that are professional, that uh, can bring to the table everything that we're looking for. You know, the first thing I have to comment on is we are now in the coming out of COVID and you guys survived. That We did. That amazes me. And I think you kept a lot of your drivers knowing we're going to haul crap for a while. We're going to haul whatever you can find to get in the trailer for a while. And I, I live by a motto, a motto, embrace the suck. We're going to just deal with this and we'll live to fight another day. And you are. Uh, that's hats off to you guys for that one. Well, thank you very much. We have a, a great team here at Upstaging. Um, we love to say we're a family environment, you know, because we were able to take our knowledge, our skill and our driver's mindset and pivot, make that pivot during this tremendous, you know, pandemic that we've we've been going through. So not only are we skilled enough to, you know, in, in, in highly valued enough to haul the freight and the PPE coming into the communities, you know, and, and giving back to them, um, you know, all of our training that we've had for doing, doing concert tours and being where we need to be when we need to be there. Concert tours. And, and that, I, that is what drew me is it is a special niche to follow the tours so as we talk about upstaging and following the tours in, in general, the bulk of what you do is concert tours. I'm sure there's a few other little odds and ends in there. There is. We do uh, some conventions, you know, some WWE stuff, you know, just different different niches. Um, we also like to say that the the tour follows us because everywhere we go, that's where the show happens. <laughs> You know, here's the first thing I, I just as I'm going through and looking at all of these things, you think of a big name on tour who might do what two, three shows a week? Yeah, maybe. Now, can you take down the equipment and put it up at the next venue in time, or do you actually uh, piggyback two sets of equipment and you're taking down and setting up simultaneously? It depends on how big the show is, and it depends on how close together the cities are that we need to go. If it's an outdoor or an indoor, uh, most of these places actually schedule 
they know our hours of service limits. We are very safety focused. So we have to, for instance, if it's a Rolling Stones show that did stadiums constantly, we did have a leapfrog type of uh, environment where they would be putting up steel and rigging in one show while we're getting ready to do the show in another city. That That is awesome. Let's um, let's just pick on a few things right up front that really struck me. First off, the guy that wants to be home two nights a week and every weekend, don't call Deanna. This ain't for it's you. Not, it's not for you. What attracts me to this, though, is there is an old lifestyle of trucking. And you, you got into this in the 90s, you said? Into trucking? I did. So I you, did. I started driving in 91. So you remember some of the camaraderie post or or pre-cell phone when the CB was actually being used, when there was a a, a bit of a fellowship that looked out for each other. And that is kind of gone now. That is not true in your industry. That is not true in our industry. We are all, you know, the camaraderie that we have, the teamwork, the family environment. You know, we we have a team of of 200 trucks and everybody kind of works with everyone else. We use the CB every day. You know, we we back each other in. We help with doors. We help load or unload whatever our teammate needs. You know, our other, our fellow drivers need. We're there to help. You, you look out for one another. Absolutely. You're probably, for the most part, with few exceptions, traveling in in small groups. Very rarely, I would doubt there's a truck going alone. I'm, I'm sure there are now and then, but that can't be the norm. Not the norm. No, we usually are in, in a little pod, you know, we like to um, have each other's back, you know, in case something happens along the way, we can always pick up and continue on. One of the cool things I like about this is how the pay is figured. I mean, you, you guys just have a flat pay per week end of story and you don't expect to, I'm, you're not fighting to try and get 2,800 or 3,200 miles every week so you can make the bills. Yep, that is true. We are uh, based on a weekly pay rate. We have, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're sitting, if you're driving, our pay is based on a daily rate, not a mileage rate. So even zero miles are paid. If you are sitting around, you know, doing your 34, getting your laundry done, you're still getting paid. I think that's awesome. I think of the things that used to drive me nuts. On uh, your website, there's a big, huge line of upstaging equipment, you know, all obviously off to the side of a road waiting to uh, offload somewhere and, and get set up. Not sure where that venue would be, but there are a bunch of trucks there. And I look at that and I think of grocery warehouse, first thing that comes to mind and things like that, where you're sitting in line and you're mad because you're stuck in a line and you're not getting paid. And I I would expect every driver in that line knows there's going to be a line, doesn't really care. It's part of the job and it affects your pay in no way whatsoever. That's very true. But see, a lot of times... a difference with us and a difference, you know, between us and a grocery warehouse is if we're in a line, we've gotten it down to the point where we can load or unload trucks in 20 or 30 minutes well, just because we have such a schedule to, to get things done. And it's not like you guys are in a line. You are the line. It's We are the line. Upstaging, doing what they do. Driver's responsibilities other than driving the truck, um, 
loading and unloading the equipment, somebody else is setting it all up, right? That is correct. Um, our drivers, we want them to stay healthy. We want them to stay safe. All they're responsible for is making sure that load is secured, making sure that you have everything that you you emptied out of your trailer goes right back in at the end of the night. You'll tell the loaders or stagehands how to load the truck. Um, you kind of get a little blister on your finger sometimes by pointing. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's basically, you know, you load and you secure the the trailer make sure it's it's ready for safe transport to to the next city and you probably know a week or two ahead at least if not beyond that where you're going and when you'll be there that is true um most of the shows when we get on a tour they have itineraries they let us know you know we'll be in Minneapolis for three shows we'll be in Chicago for two shows we'll be in LA for you know four nights or whatever it is but it gives us a schedule of what's going on and where we're going to be. That, you know, it just makes a more predictable life, a more camaraderie life. It just, it fascinated me just, you know, learning a little bit about it and uh, talking about some of the things that go on. Okay. In your 13 years of trucking 13 plus with upstaging, coolest thing you ever saw. I could tell you, but then I have to kill you. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We have a lot of uh, non-disclosure agreements. Um, my favorite, I think, is just seeing everyone that gets along, you know, helping each other out. It is a feeling of prestige, of knowing that you're the one that's brought all this happiness and joy to all these people that come to see these shows. Uh, you know, it's something that, we might not get home a whole lot sometimes, but at the same time, we have a higher quality of life because we have each other. We have, you know, the camaraderie, the friendliness, the happiness, the, I'm not even sure what, what words I can use to describe. Trucking. I used to use the word band of brothers because that's what you had. And, and you can relate to that as, as a female too. You, know, you, you had your band of brothers, your band of sisters, yep. your band of coworkers. You had that handful of people who you could call. I came into trucking well into my 30s. I've been at it over 20 years now. And quite often the people I would call when I needed questions on load securement, I I enjoyed flatbedding uh, until I got into the livestock. I did a lot of flatbed, a lot of oversize. And it always amazed me. The guys I would call were 15 years younger than I was, but they grew up learning this stuff from their dad. It was second generation stuff. Mm -hmm. So there was always that old hand who was willing to share their experience and you knew who those people were. And I don't think, number one, it's not that important anymore because the companies won't let you do anything other than to drive the truck. And, you know, you got the camera in your face and somebody guessing, you know, second guessing every stop sign you approach. And between that and the hours of service and that stupid 30 minute break, I don't know if they finally changed that. I tried. Yeah, I still have it. and, And that's just stupid. But, you know, that's a whole nother story. Well, at least now you can use that 30 minute break when you're fueling, you know, so they've changed it a a tiny bit, um, which is, is nicer, but we do, we still have that, that family environment, that team, you know, that help each other out. Um, The camaraderie is great. The the possibilities are endless with our company. You know, I I talked with uh, your, uh, I don't know what her specific job is, but within your marketing area uh, about doing a a blog post on this. And 
she was able, and I, I know we can't mention them because of non-disclosures, but some of the names that you guys have followed are, are huge that everybody was has heard of. And um, one of them, the amount of trucks it took to take care of that tour was just mind-boggling. Yeah, we've hauled, uh, if you take a look at the, the Billboard Top 100, we've probably hauled 90 of those those bands if they've been on tour. Wow. Most trucks that have ever been involved in one tour. Uh, the biggest one I know of 50, I want to say 52 trucks. Wow. <laughs> and that was a pretty big stadium. That was a pretty big stadium. 52 trucks coming in to bring in what light sound and all of the equipment that's you've got. Yeah. Well, you've got everything, like you said, from rigging to stage to, to lighting, to sound, uh, wardrobe, catering, uh, production, any props, any setup band equipment it goes now catering there's some free food involved in this program too isn't there there is when we're on tour we we are usually catered you know two meals or three meals a day every show day um so that in turn you know helps the driver save more money on the back end also you you save a little on the back end you get some uh some nice meals my biggest reason for coming off the road, I am type 2 diabetic, and uh, I'm trying to keep that under control, and it's advanced. I've, I've been diagnosed well over 10 years now. I can't keep it under control on the road when the government is going to dictate exactly when my 30-minute break is. I can't get the exercise I need. That was a biggie. Um, yeah. And, and in this, I can see a guy having a weight set in his truck, uh, whatever he needs, strap on the running shoes. Um, Some would, of our guys... Some of our guys do um, have weights with them in their truck. They all get out and walk. So our, our basic day is we get to the venue, we'll load in, uh, maybe grab, you know, go grab a shower, grab something to eat, go lay down, sleep for the day, uh, you know, get up, maybe have something to eat, dinner, take a little nap. You know, uh, it just depends. If you've got more than, than two days there, then maybe you can go out and sightsee. You know, I've been to Niagara Falls. I've been to the Grand Canyon. I've I've been to Glacier National Park. You know, it, the possibilities, like I said, are endless. I'm, I'm guessing everybody there has an Uber account. <laughs> Call Probably. Uber or, yeah, whatever you need Probably. to do. Probably. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There was something about a, uh, a hotel siphon or a room that the guys had pocket that and sleep in their trucks anyway there there are hotel siphons um stipends when we've got like multi shows in a city or you're out for rehearsals and you're there for a week um show days um so it just it, it varies from tour to tour but uh yeah there's like i said catering there's hotels there's sometimes there's tour bonuses i mean there's a lot of money to be had and just based on a 300 day work year you know our drivers are making in excess of eighty thousand dollars a year and what's the average weekly mileage to do that that i guess that's what got me oh well that depends on the tour <laughs> but uh if we i don't know about a weekly mileage sometimes it's 500 miles uh, yeah. you know sometimes it's it's two thousand miles i don't think we put more than 60 60 5,000 miles on the truck in a year doing touring. Yeah. it That varies too, but it's it's pretty low. You know, there's certain, That's, certain times you do a gig. Um, 
Like what I, I drive a spotter truck now. I've been doing that for almost four years. I've been with a company and that almost five. I'm not a fan of, of the great big companies because you're, you're, you're lost in the system somewhere, but not everybody can do what I do. It, and it's physically demanding. I a normal day. I'll move 45 or 50 trailers, which means, you know, you get out, you open the doors, you, you get out, you close the door. I'm in and out of that truck three times with every move minimum. So, you know, but it's my physical activity to control my diabetes. It's a good place to be. But the value that a driver brings there compared to the big name mega fleets that are hauling all of the contract freight. If you didn't shower for two weeks, you weigh 380 pounds and your truck stinks. Nobody cares as long as your invoices are signed and turned in. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, you know, not only is that unhealthy and unsafe, it's just bad juju. <laughs> I, I, that's a good way you to know. put it. I, I look at myself trying to control what's going on with me and at 60 and, and, and this being more advanced, I need to keep my CDL five more years. So I'm studying everything about diabetes and, and talking to the people I know. And I'll get somebody who's 50 pounds overweight, which I'm 50 pounds lighter when I started this endeavor. Well, I've got this meter attached to the inside of my arm here. And and then I just, uh, it's not insulin. It's something else that I take. And I just figure out my, it's like, I don't want to be shot full of drugs. I want to have the opportunity to take care of myself and, uh, you know, not be going into senile dementia at 73 because of the drugs I've been on for so many years. Right. <laughs> the lifestyle of this is so much different. Where do you guys fuel? Uh, just about anywhere. I, me personally, I prefer, you know, t uh, the, the pilots and the flying J's because of my points card. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, and, and they've, to me, they've, they have a little healthier food to offer on my days off. Yeah. So, you know, on show days, we've got catering and generally we've got a five-star, 10-star chef. Where I, however, they, they consider them, you know, making these, these great meals for us that are healthy and, and, you know, that can be arranged to someone that has diabetes, you know, less sugar, um, higher in fiber, whatever, you know, you need. I'm looking in the background uh, that you have up on your, on your zoom call here. And you said that one was your truck when you were on the road. When I was driving. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is the one I drove. Um, we love to keep our trucks clean, polished. We have a wash, uh, allowance. We have a polish allowance. It's just, it's about image. It's about presentation. And are they all again, 389 Pete's? 579. Oh, 579. Yes, they excuse me. Yeah. So they all have stacks. They all have Chrome. I think I'm looking at a, uh, APU hanging on the side there. Yep, we have carrier APUs. We have roof mount. If you can look in the the front of the trailer, there you can see the the roof mount reflection. Oh yeah. Um, so we've got those. Uh, all of our trailers are LED equipped. They have e track inside, you know, for safety and uh, lighting for for seeing what you're doing. And I doubt if you ever see eighty thousand pounds. Um, very rarely. I mean, of course, you know, some of the, the sound, uh, the rigging um, can be very heavy. So we do have the occasional heavy loads, but but very rarely are we close to gross. Now, I'm just curious, and this is off the subject of the driver a little bit, but when they go out and bid and plan a tour 
Somebody must be going either on site or looking at the notes you have on all these venues you've probably been to before mm-hmm. to decide what rigging you need, what scaffolding, what whatever the case may be. That's got to be an art form to predetermine. Most likely. Um, I'm, I'm not a part of that, but I know it's a big collaboration because you have to, to figure out the logistics. You have to figure out... Um, everything from the ground up, basically, you know, how many points does this arena need? How many points does this, you know, shed need? What, what's going to hang? What's going to not, you know, fit? How do we make it fit? How many trucks do we need? It's a pretty big production. That, yeah, I'm thinking the pre-planning on that. And then as you do different venues within the same tour, you have different needs. So there might be some trucks coming in and, and fading out as as the tour progresses, would that be? Um, most of the trucks will stay where they need. Sometimes they don't get unloaded. Um, it just depends on the tour needs, the show needs for that day. So if I've got a an extra truck full of, of truss for the lighting equipment, um, maybe I don't need that at this shed, but to, you know, the next city, I'll need them at that shed. So. So they just wait that one out and mm-hmm. collect their pay and- Watch movies and go sightseeing. (laughs) Exactly. And again, it's just, I I go back and think of my my years with the livestock. And I worked for a a small business that, uh, I'm in dairy country, Wisconsin. And a bull calf on a dairy farm is pretty useless to the operation of the dairy farm. So they're sold and there's a good market for those. So Mm -hmm. that is all they did was buy and sell baby bull calves. And they'd buy them here and we'd, we'd deliver them all over the Midwest but not any idiot can drive a truckload of calves because if you hit the brakes too hard, you're going to climb in that truck and get them all up and spread them all out again because they're too young yep. and stupid to realize we're in a pile <laughs> and we need to scatter. Uh, all of these things that go into doing it, delivering them, collecting money for them, uh, uh, assessing a healthy one. to an, uh, There's so much to it that when you're good at it, you're irreplaceable. And I I still get contacts from my old employer, you know, five years after the fact, and some of his vendors, you want to come to work for me? And it's like, can't, I got a good gig now. <laughs> you know, you find those gigs and, and you ride them out. But you did mention night. These guys do most of their driving at night, do they not? We do. We we do. Um, so basically, like I was saying, what we have is, is load in in the mornings so they can get everything up and running and do sound check and and then when, once the show is down, we'll lo- line them up again and, and load everything out and you'll drive overnight to the next venue. So next morning we can load it all back in or or however that goes. We've gotten it down to, like I was saying, um, 20, 30 minutes a truck just depends on, you know, sometimes it'll take longer, but it just depends on on where we're going, how we got to get there and, and uh, how much time we have to get to where we need to go. Do you ever, and I'm sure the answer to this is is yes, just over the, the amount of years and time, every now and then something's got to go wrong, something's got to break, something's got to malfunction. Do you ever have to have a hot shot or go chase something down or bring something We've had that. It? We've Honestly, we've had that in, in on occasion. Um, for the most part, though, if something does happen to one of our trucks, because we do travel in an, in a setting of maybe two or three trucks at a time. The first trucks that get to the next venue, they can also come back and and get a trailer to make sure that gets to the venue. Whatever needs to be done, we've got a 
awesome skill set. Take care of that. And our shop guys, I, I my hats off to them. They are on the ball as far as if anything needs a tow, anything needs a broke, you know, a new tire, whatever the the case may be. You're not going to sit on the road for for ten hours waiting for someone to come help. I it's was I was just going to bring immediate. that up because that stuff needs to get there and the driver needs to be taken care of. I, I doubt if I'm looking at retreads on any of your trucks. Mm-hmm. I, I think of now, that with my company put retreads on the truck. One of them blew an hour before my 14 hours was up and it took three hours to get it fixed. And I get written up for being over hours because uh, your stupid retread blew up on the side of the road in Kentucky. Yeah, we're... <laughs> We're we're pretty adamant about having you know like I, as you can see the the trucks um, not only in looks but make sure they're running right and and that our drivers do their proper inspections and uh, you know all of our tractors are are I think the oldest one may be four years old but I, we're on like a two year rotation because we can't take that chance on having something break down and not make a show. So you were driving for them like going through. 2008, 2009, 2010, when all of this DPF and, and particulate filters and, and urea and all of this crap, and, and we were having all of the problems with that. That had to be something to deal with in that industry. Again, it's all about adaptability. You know, we we figured it out and uh, kept rolling with it. Now it's just a, a standard deal. Every time you fuel or, well, every other time you fuel, you have to put DPF, you know, put in the the... DPF yeah. fuel. Yeah. No, and, and and we went through that. In the livestock, I was hot-shotting, so I was using a dually truck. And the one thing I've found both in big trucks and little trucks, and this is just my observation, is the heavier you are and the harder you drive it, the less exhaust problems you're going to have, which creates an issue with a big fleet hauling lightweight that are all, you know, oh, you got to get fuel economy, you got to get fuel economy. And yeah, economy is important, but that stuff's got to get there. I'm not sure with the livestock. Do do you guys have different hours of service or exemptions because of the livestock? Well, going into e-logs is part of what put me out of that. And uh, the statute ah. the statute of limitations is not over yet. So uh, there's a lot I will not talk about. But right. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. But it was a great gig. I, I basically worked two nights a week and made a, a, what I make now, work, you know, driving Monday night and Wednesday night. But, uh, you know, those those were long nights well into the next day and uh, yeah the customers i delivered to i'm still friends with a few of them mostly amish uh just a and, and like i say i have to relate that to here it is a network of people that is kind of time warped into the better days of trucking when you weren't so micromanaged you weren't so uh pushed for miles the the average truck driver when his job gets to be the hardest, rush hour in Chicago, rush hour in Atlanta, uh, a breakdown on the side of the road, you not only have the pain in the ass of the event going on, you're not getting paid or you're you're averaging 25 miles an hour. So you're making what? Seven bucks an hour. I, I mean. Right. And that's again, that's, you know, where we come in with with the daily rate and even zero miles are paid if you're sitting and you're in the truck, you're still getting paid. You know, we've got our payroll, we've got per diem. It just, with what we're doing now because of this whole pandemic and, and doing the FAK, you know, freight all kinds and the PPE that we've been able to pivot and help the communities out with. It's 
amazing that we've been able to continue, you know, to keep our drivers employed, to keep our staff going. Um, and it just shows how strong we are and how dedicated we are, not only to our employees, but our drivers are top notch in our book. It amazed me how much in talking to uh, the other people within your company, how how much of that they did without just going to load boards and finding broken loads. That that impressed me that they were able to find some of those. Um, where are your trucks now? You're you're in Texas. Uh, I'm in Texas. I know they have Our, an office in in the L.A. area, one in mm-hmm. the Chicago area, something in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, and in Nashville, but our home office is in Sycamore, Illinois, just northwest of Chicago. And anybody onboarded, that's where they do their driver test. and, and That's where we would do our onboarding at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess it doesn't matter as much where you live because it's not like they're trying to get you home every weekend. When it's time to nope. go home, you can go home. <laughs> but Exactly. So we hire from all over the U.S., um, all 48 contingent states. Uh, you do have to be a U.S. citizen, of course, but... Um, we hire anywhere. You can live in Podunk, Kentucky, you know, or backwoods Idaho. I wherever it is. So I think that's pretty cool. How do people get a hold of you guys? So they can always visit us on the website at www.driveforupstaging.com or they can always give us a call. Now, upstaging has a website too that's just upstaging.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a link mm-hmm. on that to it too. So there is a link on that. Mm-hmm. Both are pretty cool to look at. Um, I love plugging in a URL like uh, upstaging.com and then hitting image and seeing all of the pictures that show. It, it just, because yeah. anywhere on the internet uh, where it's mentioned and there's a picture, it'll show on that. And, and it's pretty cool. But you guys have some beautiful equipment. Uh, I just, I wrote an article a couple of years ago on, what I thought were my favorite niches in trucking. And they're all where the driver brings not just some value, but a tremendous value to the truck that makes him, you know, when times are tough, what do we got to do to hang on to this guy? And the kind of person who you can call and say, you know, you know, to the driver, which I got these calls all the time. Hey, we have this problem. Um, can you swing by here and take care of this on your way to there? And then I, you know, just the little things that have to come up in this big of an operation. You just can't right. plan around them. Things happen. Yep. You're absolutely right. And that's, we do, you know, take our time and uh, look for the right candidate to fill this job. We need someone that can be dependable and, you know, someone that is skillful in their, their, what they're doing in their mindset. So we've always got those people and we want to hold on to them. And once, you know, we've got their loyalty, they have our loyalty. What is it like taking a, I don't know, a 20 truck convoy into Philadelphia for a show? It's uh, pre-planned and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for the most part, we've already gotten parking arranged, um, how to go in, when to go in, because you don't, as you've said, don't want to go in during rush hour at at six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the afternoon. So generally we can try and make it in there um, between say three and five. And we've already got our parking prearranged because we know where we're going. You know how so, many trucks and you know where th- that was something that impressed me. You're not worried. Where am I going to park once I'm offloaded in, in Philadelphia or Long Island or wherever those spots are prearranged. 
prearranged. So we've got, you know, so many different venues and we've of course been doing this, not just me, but you know, we've got other drivers that have been out there for 30 years, uh, 35 years, I think with our company alone. That, that um, amazed me when I heard that. Yeah. So, you know, once you, once you start here, you don't want to leave. This is to me, this has been one of the best companies I've ever had because they do take care of you and treat you like family. You know, if there's an emergency and you have to get home, they will do everything in their power to make sure that happens. Get another um, driver out there and do what you got to do. And that's exactly it. Um, we don't have to worry about paying for parking, you know, when we're at the venues because it's part of the tour. So we've got our own little spot over here that we're all going to park at here and still have access to, to catering and showers and, and, you know, to go for a walk or go downtown and check things out if that's what you want to do. Or catch you know, a show now the and then. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. It's not, you know, we're not in the business of, of hanging out with the stars or, or even meeting them. You know, that's not something that, that we go for because we're there to do a job. You do your job and disappear. You blend in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And then, you know, if, if you're at a, a venue for two or three shows and you, you have time, maybe you can go and, and catch a show. Um, but for the most part, our drivers are sleeping during the day and during the show. So that way we can be rested and ready to go for the, the next drive. Do you ever do, and I'm sure it wouldn't be anywhere near the trucks, but like up into northern Wisconsin, Minnesota, we have all of the festivals every year. Do you guys ever get involved with some of the bands doing those? We do do some of the, that's not a bad. Yes, we we do assist with uh, the festivals. Um <laughs> some of them are, are pretty big. We do Bonnaroo. Um, I've been there several times. So it just depends. A lot of places are better than others, but. I, yeah. It, a little town of Rice somewhere. Lake, Wisconsin with 8,000 people. It amazes me. Some of the names for their, we were there for 20 years before we moved to Green Bay. Um, uh-huh. It amazed me. Some of the big names that made it through that little town for their annual Aquafest, but you know, they drew a big crowd and. And uh, we, we saw some cool shows there. It was awesome. So. And and sometimes you go to these these festivals like you were just talking about, you know, this little teeny town of 8,000 people. Now all of a sudden there's, you know, 75,000 people in this town because they've come to see this show out in the middle of the cornfield. Exactly. That, you know, <laughs> mom and pop have have plowed. So it's, it's a pretty amazing deal how we can put that on, you know, get the stage set up, get the lights, the sound, you know, everything ready to go and, and put on that show. And it's so amazing to have that prestige, to be part of something that's bigger than yourself. And and I'm thinking in my head too, there must be some really just plain old, this really sucks places where you have to back a trailer in from time to time. There is. And that's another reason why we're so thankful that we have eyes and ears all around us when we are backing up to help, you know, yeah, there, there are places that you just dread, but you get the job done. You do what you got to do and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the advantage. You have some camaraderie there to, Hey, they just yell at me if I'm getting too close over there. Well, each, each team, each, uh, each tour has a lead driver out there and that lead driver is going to make sure that you get backed into a dock, you know, or wherever you're unloading, you know, a ramp, a dock. Um, sometimes you just ramp to the ground. It just depends on where you're at, but they'll make sure you, you are where you need to be 
and uh, help back you in That's and get awesome. you where, where it needs to go. I should be letting you get on with your day. Um, I will put a phone number in the show notes on this. Do you have a phone number you want to give out to these guys that uh, catch the audio and don't catch the website? Absolutely. It's 815-899-8626. That's my direct line. Or they can call the office uh, directly at 815-899-9888. That is awesome. And I love the fact that I'm talking to a recruiter that drove for over a decade for the same company she's now recruiting for. I just think that's cool. Well, we know what we're looking for. And and thank you so much for having me on. This has just been a blast. The, the whole thing has been a blast. So, uh, yeah, we, we will let you get back to work and we will uh, just move on from there. I'm anxious to, to hear how things go for you guys. Great. Thanks so much. And again, a big thank you to uh, Deanna and to the people over at Upstaging for letting her be on the show and just talk freely. They did have non-disclosures that all the drivers signed. So she can't say uh, some of the big names that, that she has been involved in as far as delivering too, but you can imagine the size of trying to handle uh, the staging for some of the biggest names and getting their, their stuff from, from venue to venue, from Coliseum to field to whatever the case may be, the stadium and there's some cool pictures on their website, and in there you will find some of the names they've uh, they've done some some trucking for, and it's pretty impressive. Something else that I look at when I look at the other positions that they fill on their website under the uh, the employment portion, I have to assume that when you get there to deliver, a lot of the people that are there uh, to assist in the unloading and setting up, depending on the venue, will may very well be upstaging employees. So it's a continuing relationship, a continuing flow of how to do things. And it's just, it's impressive. It's outside of the box. And it just brings back the taste, the smell, the lifestyle of what trucking was 20, 30 years ago in so many ways, other than now you're running legal. So it was certainly uh, worth having the time to talk and, and get a feel for what goes on in that industry. And again, thank you to everybody involved who uh, reached out to us. And I did write a pretty good article on the um, website, and you'll enjoy taking a look at that and contact information there at the website too if you missed the phone number and you want to get a hold of them for any reason. But again, a big thank you for them being on the show, and I look forward to talking to them again. It, it, it was fun. So I would love to hear the other things you guys would like to talk about. Feedback at truckingpodcast.com is still the best way to get a hold of me. That goes right to Buck's cell phone. So I will see it right after you hit send. With that, you all stay safe, shiny side up. God bless, and we will talk to you all again very soon. <laughs>